been I know you're you're you've always been interested in kind of politics in general. I feel uh, it's been something you've been generally aware of. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and I feel like you are politically correct. <laughs> that's that's like David. I mean, of all of all the stupid jokes you make, I really appreciated that one. Welcome to Overarching the St. Louis Culture Podcast. It is Sunday, the 13th of May, Mother's Day, and we're recording episode 9 for you. I'm Bradley Rolfe. Happy birthday, Mom. Yep, everybody's mom. It's your birthday. Oh, and I'm David Lemon. And that's David Lemon. And I'm going to introduce our good friend, Stu Hulkgren. Say hi to the people. Hello, people. Stu um, is one of Bradley and... My best friends. Yeah. Uh, he grew up with Bradley and was my roommate in college at Truman State. Uh, and we didn't meet through Stu. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley and I did not meet through Stu at all. We randomly met each other and then realized that we knew the same person. Yeah, it's like when you have uh, friends who don't know each other get married, that kind of situation. Yeah, you show up to the <laughs> and like, Why, are... how do you know the who? How, you're not supposed to. This is my friend, not your friend. Yeah, Not when allowed. you have two friends that meet each other and then they don't hang out with you anymore. <laughs> is, is that? Because they realize they realize what they realize what they were missing in your friendship with them, and it was each other. <laughs> I feel really bad now. I hang out with you. It, it's hold on, hold on. Wait, was that? <laughs> Do we not? No, seek, that that wasn't. We seek each other out. Yes, it wasn't. First of all, uh, we don't seek each other out often enough and we're both apathetic to the point where uh he'll probably text me soon and even if he does i'm at home i'm not moving basically i mean uh we hang out the three of us hang out either uh getting buffalo wild wings going to batting practice or uh drinking beer at Schlafly is the three most recent times we've hung out yeah so, so yeah. we, we catch up there. games every once in a while yeah, yeah. occasionally you, we'll see if i actually get to one this this summer i'm booked oh, you solid will. yeah probably and there uh there's probably going to be some wednesday games so yeah well how, what does the season run to again how long how october late? Okay. 13th is the last game. yeah af- game, after so. after august breaks i can i'll have more time mm. yeah so yeah. yeah uh so 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 stewie's here with us he's our guest today um one cool thing about stew um or particular of particular interest to our conversation is he is a city resident and has been since for how long? Uh, since 2015. So. Grew up in the County Chesterfield. Yep. Um, and, and you, I know that recently and how long have you been, I know you're, you're, you've always been interested in kind of politics in general. I feel, uh, it's been something you've been generally aware of. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and I feel like you are politically correct. <laughs> That's that's like David. I mean, of all of all the stupid jokes you make, I really appreciated that one. You're welcome. I'm here for the. St- <laughs> I'm here mainly for the stupid ones, though. <laughs> I know my it was, place. It was like the perfect amount of stupid. But Thank I you. would I would say Stu. That's a compliment. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. In, in my my perspective of, of kind of watching you over the past few years, um, is that particularly with the whole um, MLS to STL soccer stadium deal that 
never happened. Yep. Um, you got really involved in, you know, I guess community organizing. Would that be inaccurate? Yeah. Or, but just but but involved on the the ground level grassroots of trying to reach people on a personal level and organize things around some sort of civic issue. Yeah. So a little background on. Uh, so- Reason why I moved into the city limits itself, um, well, there are a couple couple reasons. First reason was I'm a pretty regular attender of the Amsterdam Tavern in uh, Tower Grove South. Way to go, Lyle. And, yep, shout out to Lyle if he's listening, and Billy. Uh, and they were actually a big reason that I moved into the city is I wanted to be close to the bar, my regular bar, so for a variety of reasons. Uh, that, that was a big part of it. And a secondary part of it is, uh, St. Louis has the 1% earnings tax and it might sound kind of weird, but I actually wanted to be part of the individuals that are contributing to in tax money to the city. So I don't think that sounds weird at all. Uh, I mean, most people cite their earnings tax as a reason to leave St. Louis city right. um, and not live there. But for me, that was a reason kind of doing my small civic duty with my, you know, small civic salary. Right. It almost uh, seems like social justice. Uh, it's one way to provide for social justice. Yeah. Based I off mean, of your as, own assuming opinions. the uh, tax dollars are being used. Uh, wisely, the way you would want is, them uh, to be. <laughs> right. Which is a uh, problem. St. Louis has historically had as a city. So. Um, good, good water though. Yeah. Excellent water. The that's, good water. Oh, yeah. that's the, uh, that's the story behind uh, why there's so many breweries in St. Louis, right? That's mm-hmm. what I've heard before is because the water system was built for 1 million, a population of 1 million. It was a little over that, yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, now there's 328,000 people who live in the city limits, so. And you draw it from the, you draw the water from the Mississippi River, and everybody's like, well, just super that's, clean. it's, yeah, the, the muddiest <laughs> river of all. But turns out, you actually don't have to filter it a lot. Because there's so much mud and there's so much Vitamins. algae. They're, Vitamins in the mud. They're not getting UV rays yeah. down like past just the surface of the water. That's true. And so it's blocking all these UV rays and it doesn't have to filter out all these all this bacteria hmm. in the water that a lot of other like clean systems come from, which is why you think of Coors, the banquet beer out in like Colorado. It's just like, oh, it comes from the Rockies. And so it must be clean water. And then it's just like, nope, they have a filtration system that's actually more complex than Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> nice. So, a oh, fun fact of the day, everyone. That is, that is a very fun fact. Sorry to interrupt. No, but, no, but no, a no. good segue there with the population levels versus expectations versus reality. Um, that's one thing that we particularly wanted to talk to you about um, because you're more knowledgeable on the subject than I am and closer to the subject is the the recent issue of ward reduction in the city um and so i'm, I'm kind of curious I, I i honestly still i could have read up on it and i didn't and I by have, ward I, reduction how many wards are there currently Stu? there are currently 28 wards mm-hmm. yeah and so i i have a a general you know kind of survey of the topic but if you want to give a, just like a, a quick you know overview of what the issue at hand is right now and what has been voted on when and what's going on yeah so if anyone's unaware st louis city is broken down into 28 different wards with each ward having a uh, alderman that represents that ward and their elected officials for two to four year terms i think it's four i think it's four um 
and they meet and vote on basically everything. So, but originally in 28 wards, um, were decided upon St. Louis city had reached its peak population at 850,000. And I think that was around the turn of the century when it was the fourth largest city in the United States. So, wow. I mean, that's just one of those things that as a resident, it makes sense when you think about all the empty space that is in the city, but, and you said now it's closer to 300, 320, 28, 8, yeah, residents that's that's ridiculous i'm trying to i'm i'd be curious to know what like other other major municipal areas that have had that type of drop in population while still remaining well we're about the same size as baltimore in terms of city population but what just, i'm talking about is, is is losing like that losing of... that many people in that period of time but we while still remaining and obviously you know like you said it was the fourth largest at that in this nation at that time but we're I still feel like we're, you know, the type of city that most people in the country are aware of. You know, like if someone's like, start start listing cities in America that you know about, you know, because of major uh, sports franchises, because of position in, you know, just the state, et cetera, um, and other historical things. Like St. Louis is one that people will think of in their top, you know, I don't know. 10 to 20 cities that well, they... Well, 1950s, 1970s, like, each of those two decades, you had suburban sprawl. Yeah. As, like, a big yeah. push. And you could see it happen in all Midwestern cities throughout the United States. And we just happen to be the epicenter of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of that uh, Rust Belt. And in other cities, when you're leaving the urban area, you're still in the city limits, but you're just going farther away from the city center itself. And in St. Louis, because the city limits haven't expanded since, what, 18... 70 something four yeah so the city limits have been locked in place so you leave the city and you go i mean you guys are living in west county right now but you're less than a thousand feet from the city border you know if uh the city borders would have expanded with population this would be well within the city limits if you know it tracked that way but oh well we're three houses away from the city limits right okay so it's less than a thousand feet i thought it was two houses away from McCausland or something. It's really weird when it gets to uh, McCausland is not quite the barrier, Mm -hmm. but it's almost the the, the line. The line is just a hop and a skip west of McCausland. Yeah, and my new house is the same scenario. It's like three houses away from the city limits. And three houses away from Ross's, which is fantastic. Way to get your soccer jerseys on discount. Shout out. Maybe they could be a corporate sponsor someday. Aren't they based in LA? Something I like have that? no idea. I don't know. I always see people in Los sure. Angeles posting about them. I'm um, sure. I'm sure they're just everywhere. Los Angeles also has a lot of people in it. It does. That's a good point. I mean, you bring up a good point, Bradley. I, I like to speak accurately. That's not true. Uh, yeah, no, it is. You don't like. To, okay, you like to speak uh, adequately, David. Accurately in generalities, would that be? Oh, that's way more true. <laughs> that's, that's way <laughs> This I is like, why, this I, is why I you're like, here. I like, to, I, like, I like to be technically correct. Yes. That's <laughs> the best kind of correct. <laughs> Explain yourself. Um, so, recently there's just been a ton of buzz. Like, just in the past, like, I would say two, three weeks, about a re-vote or a, a restructure 
anyways. Yeah. To so, bring it to bring the like to reduce the number of wards in the city limits. Well, what sparked that? That was actually voted on in 2012. There was yeah. a campaign to uh, and a proposition was put on the ballot to reduce the amount of wards because, you know, there's there's not 850,000 people living in St. Louis City anymore. So why do we need 28 aldermen? It's uh, a larger and less efficient system than a lot of cities have. Uh, so it was actually put on the ballot to reduce it to 14 and it passed pretty handily. Um, and with pretty good turnout. Now, the from what I understand, the plan was to redraw the ward districts after the 2020 census. So that would be the first election following the 2020 census. So the 2021, probably April election, be my guess. Maybe November election. I bet it, would, it usually seems to be like spring issue, right after... It would be right after the um, Yeah, but I think the aldermen get voted on in November and okay. not in April. So it might be April 2021 where the first or the new set of 14 aldermen would get elected. The, the primary? Yeah, and, and, and of course most of those um, aldermen, I'm sure, are going to be incumbents and most of the incumbents will get, or half of them will get voted out. Some will stick around. Well, because incumbents will be running against incumbents yeah. in that situation. Yeah, um, in theory. And, you know, there's... It, it really depends on how people redistrict, but the Board of Aldermen's had six years to figure out an equitable plan, and they really haven't done anything on it. They've just kicked it down the road and kicked it down the road. And it's kind of been... I mean, people have had a buzz against... there's been people opposing it since it passed so this isn't new opposition but it was uh, a uh, revote a reballoting me- measure was uh, put forward by uh, uh, John Muhammad Alderman John Muhammad of the 21st Ward I believe uh, and I think it passed with uh, 15 yay votes um, but actually passed without any sort of debate which was kind of frustrating but, you know, there is some opposition out there, and it, it's it's a really interesting uh, situation because there are people opposing it who aren't normally the type of people who would uh, partner together. So it's making strange bedfellows going on. Like, you have Alderman Vaccaro um, of the 23rd Ward, who's not typically you'd consider a progressive Democrat, partnering up with a guy like... Uh, Alderman Muhammad, who's young, progressive, very active, and like BLM type stuff. So, it it's it's definitely an interesting situation. On the flip side, you have like Alderman Shane Cohn, um, who's more progressive, and Kara Spencer, also progressive. Uh, you know, mixing it up with uh, Jack Kotar of Soulard, Soulard Seventh Ward, who is uh, Jack is not what you'd consider a progressive Democrat in this city. So just very, very interesting stuff going on. Well, then you have the, the land, the landslide vote of ward eight that Alice rice. Well, maybe not landslide, but she kind of, she just threw everything for a loop. What was it? Tower Grove South? No, that's Shaw. Is it Shaw? Okay. Mostly Shaw. Yeah. But Shaw part of, um, Southwest Gardens, um, but yeah, Rice is Annie, um, Rice. Annie Rice ran against Paul Feller, who Paul was the eighth ward committeeman 
for the Democratic Party. Uh, and if you guys are active on St. Louis City politics, he does a lot of data tables and visualizations mm-hmm. and maps, probably uses Tableau. I'm not sure what else he uses, but he puts out a lot of interesting stuff and especially election related stuff. So I know Post-Dispatch and RFT use some of his stuff. Um, I mean, he, he was the established candidate. And Annie Rice said if she didn't win the nomination for the Democratic Party, she would not run for the eighth seed or eighth ward spot. And um, she lost and she reneged on her promise and ran as an independent and won. Okay. So there's uh, and she's part of the new kind of progressive wing of the Democratic Party. So, I mean, there's only really one effective political party in st louis city but there's uh several different shades of that political party um so you you'll get the uh blue dog democrats and the old guard and then you get some of the uh, megan green annie rice uh, marie seleski uh type progressives gotcha so so are are they are those the aldermen and alderwomen who are either for or against this ward reduction in district is that is it pretty typically falling along lines of the people who are generally feel like they could win a larger ward and people who feel like they could only win within their current like is it is it is there is there a lot of ideal like are there a lot of ideals behind these or is it a lot of like i know i can keep control if it's this situation or i think i could benefit from this situation or does it is it easy to tell what that looks like well, I'm not sure it's necessarily a... Uh, I mean, I don't want to be entirely cynical and think all of these decisions are made purely from a you know political gain type standpoint. But I do think marginalization is a worry that... And given the history of St. Louis City, it's it's a very legitimate one. Uh, so, you know, if, if the wards get reduced from 28 to 14, there's a fear that North City, which as everyone knows, is primarily black population is going to face kind of losing some of their power. And Alderman Muhammad is uh, in the North North City area. So I can understand that worry, but at the same time, the Board of Aldermen is in charge of implementing the plan. So, I mean, if if he wants to be the one who comes up with an equitable plan there's no real reason why 14 would be any different than 28 in my mind. Um, as long as it's drawn in a way that's not completely, you know, mm-hmm. cutting yeah. the Achilles of and he's quite a one young, half of them. Quite yeah. a young alderman, right? I believe he's 23, 24. And uh, he made some news because he's been pulled over and arrested th- three times now for driving without a license Mm-hmm. and uh, driving without a license plate, I believe. So he's arrested twice in the county and once in the city. Yeah, he's I'm, on the Transportation and Commerce Committee. Yeah, he's... Uh, <laughs> so just, I'm, I'm sorry, that is No, it, it is. I mean, it, it's frustrating because I have high hopes for him. I agree yeah. with him on some political things. And he's I mean, extremely progressive. He, he's very progressive. He, he has tried to kind of reach out to uh, some of the police force that works in North City, which mm-hmm. is a huge issue having uh, just the disconnect and distrust that's going on there. So, 
I mean, those, those things matter. So I, I don't want to impugn his character at all and assume the worst or mm-hmm. be cynical. So I think he does have great ideals, but I think, you know, doesn't everyone? Right. Um, well, I guess breaking it, breaking it down to, I, I guess, if we're trying to tie this all in just to so everybody listening to this knows just from a basic standpoint why why is this bringing why are we bringing this back up again why does it need to be reduced what are the positives of reducing aldermen to 14 what what needs to take place in order for, i guess maybe so people that don't aren't like super politically involved that listen to the podcast um what types what, of the, decisions yeah, what, are aldermen making on a day-to-day basis because what the what's the of, difference between what, like a, a city mayor and an alderman of a specific region going to do in place of like somebody else all right so yeah, and in, in particular what this because like what this decision would have the effect on the region at large because yes even if you're not you know in the city involved in city politics city politics are still going to affect the the region mm-hmm. um and it's going to make people in the county be way more likely to say yes to a city county merger Absolutely. if that were to come yeah. up so one of the things that uh, criticisms that the city levels against county all the time is that there's 91 municipalities you got the you know tiny ones like pine lawn up in uh, north county or there's that conglomeration of like 20 of them but yeah there's just a ton of them and their county can point it back at the city and say well you have 28 aldermen you clearly don't need that many um but on a day-to-day basis, what an alderman kind of does, uh, well, I mean, they vote on any sort of bills you'd expect, like a representative body kind of mm-hmm. doing. They set the budget and vote on the budget. Uh, I don't think they approve of nominations. I think that's just the mayor does that. Uh but also on a very practical standpoint, say, you know, I'm, I'm a resident of the 24th Ward, Dogtown area, that Dogtown and Clifton Heights and maybe a little bit farther south of me. But really those those two neighborhoods are the 24th Ward. And my alderman is uh, Scott Ogilvie. So mm. on a practical sense, I know I can contact Scott's office at City Hall, visit him at his office, or I can just tweet at him or message him on Twitter. If there's, hey, there's an issue, like I, I have a um, piece of metal that's been sticking out of my, out of the road in front of my house um, that's popped several tires. So that's the kind of thing that, you know, I could, I've been lazy because I haven't, um, but that's the kind of thing I could bring up to Scott, Scott's attention and he would deal with it. Or say there's a lot of trash overflowing in the dumpsters or some something like that. They can be really small, mundane things. That's just local government. But it's, yeah, it's, but it's essentially constituent services. Ex- that's that's a massive part about what each alderman does, which is why there's some worry that if you split it to reduce it to 14, you're not going to get that level of, you know. So it's the idea service. of like, hey, we're we've become a, um, we've lost. It's it's like a college per se that loses. A lot of people coming in to the college, so you have lots less students um, per teacher. So there's more one-on-one time for the teachers or professors 
but at the same time, you're still having to pay a lot more for the teachers when in reality you could be cutting a lot from your budget. Yeah, and it, it in the politics-wise, it's an efficiency thing. Right. So anytime you have more moving parts when it comes to voting on bills or that kind of stuff, you're going to get... Yeah, what kind of a budget saver is this going to be, first of all? Uh, I don't... I don't Actually, think it's going to be gargantuan. No, I don't, I don't think, I mean, I don't know what an alderman's salary is, but I'm pretty certain most of them have other jobs. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine um, it's it's more of the, more of the idea that if you have 14, you know, aldermen, uh, that they're just, it's, yeah, like you said, more moving parts, fewer moving parts, that they could, in theory, be more efficient, be able to come to more compromises, become able to come to more, uh, effective solutions to questions of city government together uh, as opposed to a larger number. It a does sound group. like things would move faster. Yeah, and inefficiency is one of the things that the city has had an issue with. I mean, cutting off its nose despite its face. Uh, I mean, how many people know that, you know, uh, Disneyland was originally going to be in St. Louis? Mm-hmm. Well, he's from Missouri. Yeah, he's from Marshall, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were, he did, Walt Disney wanted to put it in St. Louis, but Anheuser-Busch said no, because you don't serve alcohol. So, you know, think about how cool that would be if. Well, he wanted it well, in the center of the country. Yeah. Though we might not have the arch now because we might have a big, you know, theme park right where the arch is. Um, so but, did we, did we want to be Orlando or do we want to be St. Louis? I mean, it, it's <laughs> a, uh. <laughs> I think we'd still have the Cardinals regardless, yeah. so we'd oh, still yeah. be St. Louis. But um, as the Cardinals are, the city is. Um, I mean, that's just – and we just we just lost, by the way. I got an update. Womp womp. Uh, who pitched today? Wayno. For, they brought him back. I don't want to go into it. They brought him back up, and he pitched three innings, and he threw 80 pitches in three innings, let up only two runs, yes, but at the same time – 80? In three? Yeah, think about that. That's a number. Like I, I don't even. Uh, well, that's a but, number. But that, that sounds like sounds like a pitches. lot, right? That's twenty six pitches, almost twenty seven, an inning on average. When you're supposed to throw thirteen, he literally threw double an inning. What yeah, he's supposed to? His uh, he's he's done. His he's last rehart. No, well he needs to he needs to hang it up. He'll hang it up after the season, I'm sure. Oh yeah, um, no one's. Gonna. But his his last rehab start in uh, Springfield was at. Tuesday, Monday, he threw like five, six scoreless innings. Yeah, but let's be real here. He did this against the Padres. Hey, the the dads, the dads will come around. Event. No, they're they're not very good. Yes, uh, that's a good point. The dads will always be the dads. R.I.P. Tony. Oh, Tony yeah. Gwynn. Well, we got the son around now. That's true. Who does Junior play for? I don't think he's playing anymore. Because uh, he was with the Padres for a while, right? Yes, I think he. I think he hang him. I hang him up too. Because nobody was. Well, we have Vlad Jr. I was right, going to say, so. we have Vladdy Jr. to look forward to. Speaking of not baseball. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of our, we've heard a lot from our listeners recently, and they've been saying, hey, stop talking about sports so much. And we're like, wow. We, yeah, well, I, mean, I they, like sports. Even, even like, yeah, right before we started recording, you're like, I'm not going to talk about sports. I'm not going to talk about yeah. sports. I'm not going to. Drama! I want to talk about sports. Womp uh, <laughs> It's okay. It's hard to resist. Um, it, and it's a little bit more exciting than uh, talking about what happens in City Hall. Yeah. That, to, be fair. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you're all right. It is a little bit more enticing. Well, here's something. I mean, how many, how many people actually 
know who your elected local officials are few do you guys know who your uh, richmond heights mayor is or your city council um i don't know city council i mean i assume yeah no i i I know i know nothing about the the city government richmond heights well i'm just thinking about with uh, 14 aldermen i i mean most people I'd say don't actually know who their Rich, alderman is now. Richmond city, Heights is so. Jim Thompson. I'm pretty Jim sure. Jim Thompson the is a mayor. Mayor. Okay. I don't know anything about city council though. And there's well, there's a county council, right? Also. Yes. Because there's yes. Stenger, um, in his pearly white office yeah, in Clayton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there has to be a council of some kind. Of, I'm sure. It, it's weird. I, all I know is how Chesterfield is set up, and they have a mayor and a uh, city council, um, mm. and they vote down everything angrily. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I, my family unless was actually unless, fam- unless, well, unless it's a big box store. Yeah, unless it's a big <laughs> box store, and then for the love of God, just put as many Out as possible in the valley until hey, they all. Speaking speaking of uh, franchise chain restaurants, we're getting a Red Robin, David. Did you I see that? I saw that. Isn't it already open? Where? I don't know. Hanley and 40. I'm not a fan of it. It's whatever. All. Well, what? Richmond Heights. It, it's I like a better version of TGIF and Applebee's. Is it? Red Robin? I don't know. I mean, Red, Red Robin's good. You guys get those get those bottomless uh, freckled lemonades with the real strawberries in it. Yeah. I and mean, there's steak fries, bottomless steak fries. You can yeah. just go there, order a water, and get a bunch of steak fries and leave. Can you? Probably not. <laughs> no, no, no. no it, it comes with it comes with the burger. You have to order the burger to get the bottomless fries. Okay. Well, um, I suppose you could come with like a group of at people. At any rate, it's it's um. been like honestly, it's probably been years since I've eaten at a Red Robin, and I don't know why we're giving them that much free press right now. I just saw it the other day. We should give somebody else some free press. Hey, all right. Uh, th- what's a place that you like that deserves free press? I don't know. Have you eaten anywhere exciting recently, Stu? Uh, Lone's Little Eats in Benton Park. It's a fantastic I place. I heard good things about this. I recommend it. It's on California Street. So there's that. And uh, my favorite Chinese joint just closed in oh, no. the loop. Which one? Wong's Walk. Wong's just closed? Wong's permanently closed. No. Yeah. I don't know exactly why, but um, there was a big crowd there a few Saturdays ago or a few Fridays ago when I went during work, and um, I was just curious. That makes me mad. Yeah. It's the best, cheapest Chinese joint in the city. Amazing. And that was on the loop just across the street on that street next to uh, Blueberry Hill. Mm-hmm. So I think that's Melville. Yeah. Um, no, real frustrating. Yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, David knows about it. We we both worked next to it for three years, two years. So. Yeah, we would go there all the time. Nice. I will say though that that corner seventeen on the loop, even though it, it's like a very popular joint, it's popular for a reason. Like yeah. they make your noodles right there, and it's really they're really good noodles. They know what they're doing. Corner 17 is good. Three Kings is a franchise, I guess, but that's also really good. Um, MacArthur's closed down. I mean, the loop's really interesting. Again? Place. Uh, yeah. Jeez, man. So MacArthur's and Breadco both went out of business there <laughs> because of well, rent. Because commerce. They, they all blame it on the trolley, but I mean, that trolley is a... I don't know how much you guys have talked about the trolley. We but haven't talked about it much. Well, Ben Edwards <sighs> is... Ben Edwards, right? Is that his name? Uh, Joe. Joe Edwards. Thank you. Um... Who am I thinking of? Ben and maybe I'm combining Ben Affleck. 
No, probably that's ben, ben Fredrickson is the writer for Saint oh, yeah. STL today, and somehow combined it with like Joe. Okay, Joe Edwards, who's in charge of this whole project. Yeah, and basically the revitalization. If, of the if you imagine the uh, monorail guy in yeah. the Simpsons episode, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that, Joe. that's Joe Edwards. And yeah. they put what? What is it? Twenty-eight million into this now? Fifty. Fifty. Fifty million from oh. from the county, I believe. County, <laughs> county tax dollars went man, into Man, man, if, if only, if only. <laughs> you could put that toward a soccer stadium. <laughs> exactly. I was like, man, man if, it, if only with the trolley was going to go to a new soccer and, stadium. And hold only. on, hold on. So, fit, mm, let me see. 50 county, million. That, but that how county, much, county how money. How much money was the, were the, was the ownership group asking for, for the soccer stadium, Stu? Well, 60, but oh. 10 of that was uh, in oh. loans, so oh. it really would have been uh, 50. Oh, oh, thanks. Thanks for the reminder of yeah. how we could totally be benefiting from a soccer stadium and County not a money. damn loop trolley. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the trolley is going to be for everyone. I mean, think about it? all the people who are going to get stuck behind that trolley. And, <laughs> yeah. and think about um, all the kids that are going to learn so many valuable lessons from an organizational trolley that's going to teach them everything, like like camaraderie. And think, and think about think about think about all the uh, all the commuters who can get to their jobs more efficiently. So because they're gonna get to their job from uh, like a little farther down the road to a little farther down the road for well, two dollars. Yeah, but it's not even integrated into the um, local transit, which sucks. Yeah, because I mean, there's a metro station on the loop, and it doesn't even like. And it's obviously get off and like, yeah. you know, be go right by there, but it's not really, yeah, nothing like, it's it's a gimmick, it's a a big fat gimmick, and that's all it is. Yep. Um. So all right, here's here's, 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 here's the here's the one thing here's the one thing I will say I don't think it justifies the loop trolley at all. However, as I've driven down Del Mar recently, you know, I I think the the what it it doesn't connect anything really, but. It does connect the loop to the history museum. I, I yes, but what I'm saying is that's not really any. That's not a connection that anybody needs. That's an accurate statement. Um, yeah. but what it does, and this is probably, and how I'm, I'm guessing that the answer is uh, a substantial portion. But how much property Joe Edwards owns? A substantial portion. East of so, it is pushing the. Are you saying east of like the pageant? Yes. So yeah, it, it's that's pushing, a lot of his it's stuff. Pushing so it's. It's pushing the development further east, so it's making, in theory, making that neighborhood more of that yeah, neighborhood. And, and, and Joe's done great, great things for for the Loop over the years. I mean, if people aren't aware, he he owns uh, Del Mar Hall. Uh, the uh, pageant pageant is because of Joe Edwards. Uh, Moonrise is because of Joe Edwards. Peacock Diner. So Blueberry Which, Hill. Peacock Diner is actually pretty great. They oh, serve I'm pretty all good about food. Peacock Diner. Yeah, so, I mean, he's done a lot of, basically, when you think about the iconic venues on the loop, those are thanks to Joe Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he's done a But you can hit, a like, lot, a point. But, you can hit a point of loony. Yeah, and everyone just kind of dug in so deep on this, and it's been three years. But what is it? Kansas City has a similar trolley, and I it's cost know. them $100 million. 100 million yep. And they're still not open yet, I mm-hmm. believe. Same same idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah just kind of like bonkers. Like, how, where where does that money go? Right. I mean, and what and where? Yeah, and what, and they already have a soccer stadium. 
Womp womp. Uh, not in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, in Kansas. In Kansas. <laughs> Near the Motor Speedway. There is Way only one professional away. soccer team in Missouri. Let's, That's an accurate that. statement. Yeah. It's us. And we tied last night. We did. Well, out of the last seven games, we've only lost once. Fun fact. Oh, s- we lost eight games. <laughs> eight games. In the last eight games, we've yeah. only lost. We lost handily, but How many did we don't we need win? to talk about it. Uh, we won three. Two, yeah. Three. Three. Yeah. We won three in a row, didn't we? Three one nothing games, or like no, because we drew twice. We drew Fresno. Well, right, but we won three. Yeah, but we had we've had a lot of blue and green smoke in the corner. No, 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 really. no, not really. The team is averaging one goal a game, like, and they've actually, actually scored three goals in game. four games at home. So mm-hmm. it's got to change because that's uh, our next home game is this next weekend. No, next home game. So the club plays next in the Open Cup, which is a super cool. Which actually, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited about this. I get excited about this yeah. every year. So As does everyone. Yeah, a little bit bit of background. The U.S. Open Cup is a giant tournament that's national, that has teams from every single level. So you have teams that are completely amateur. Beer league teams, basically, like there's a team called uh, Harpo's FC, sponsored by the bar Harpo's, mm-hmm. that they you go through a, a challenging um, qualification process if you're on those lower leagues, but you can, in theory, end up playing um, one of the big teams. Like a couple of years ago, Las Maquinas in uh, Los Angeles, uh, this small amateur team, just a bunch of like Veta guys almost. Ended up playing uh, against the LA Galaxy and nearly beat the LA Galaxy um, in, gosh, uh, like the 120th minute. LA scored at the very last minute. Really? And, or they they scored like three times in. But the, the LA, extra the LA, time. like the the MLS LA Galaxy, not yeah, like, like their number two or anything. Yeah. And they weren't playing like big names, but they were playing names. Yeah. Yeah. They they had some A team guys out there. It wasn't just a complete scrub team that they were playing and. You know, it's just a really cool, neat thing. So uh, FC Cincy had a big yeah. run last year. Which this is this this cup, open cup is basically the closest we have in the United States to promotion relegation. Yeah, that this type is, of experience. This is the only time you'll get teams in different divisions playing games that matter against each other. So uh, next week, uh, the next St. Louis game is actually going to be on Wednesday and it's going to be in Duluth against Duluth FC. Uh, so the team will fly up to Duluth. That's Minnesota for people who don't know where that is. Yeah. So <laughs> all the way up in Duluth and uh, it, it's crazy. Like the home field advantage, these guys do like uh, last year, St. Louis played in Wichita and the grass was ankle high. It was just <laughs> terrible. Like, but if you're used, right. If you have that advantage and you're the small club, yeah, you might as well gotta, take it. Exactly. Um, take anything you can make the professionals kind of miserable, have their locker room be a tent outside in the rain or something, uh, which has happened. Uh, so it's a really cool competition, and St. Louis particularly is very relevant to it. Uh, St. Louis has had 10 clubs win the Open Cup since 1914. So it is actually the third most of any city behind New York and actually tied with los angeles so it's new york los angeles and st louis that's awesome so uh it's been a while you know it's uh been since 1988 but you know we're probably due that's right that's right that's cool sweet 
So much for talk, not talking about sports. Yeah, so but, if, but, if you're no, going to be rolling on soccer, that's, I'm just that, no, that's great. That's, 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 that's the that's speaking a, of soccer. We, interesting. We'd like to give a facts. shout out though. Like give a shout out to our friends at the the Luligan podcast. They gave us a shout out too. Um, you're going to shout out back. Yeah, we're going to shout them out because they shouted shout us out, and we're just going to keep shooting each other. That's Shoot. the same this way. I was Boys. just about to set you oh. up, buddy. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. All right. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Bird and the guys over there. Um, back to more important things. Yeah. Is oh. so so other. Well, did you have a thing? Oh, quick caveat before we move on. The um, <laughs> Open Cups also had my favorite name for any soccer club ever. Oh, okay. When? Which uh, this was in the 1920s, but there was a team from St. Louis that played, and their name was Pants Store FC. They were sponsored by Pants Store, which was the name Pants of the store, the company. Club. Yep, Pants Store FC. <laughs> so, and, and you said in the so 1920s? We, we need to make a TV. Yeah, so the, absolutely, David. It had to be like that transatlantic accent, too. The Pants Star FC. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> delivered like that. <laughs> I got your, got your Pants Star FC taking on the New York uh, Time Watchers. Right? Yeah. The New York Time Watchers. Uh, Sorry, I could do, I could do that voice all day. Yeah, yeah. Things coming up. Uh, summer's already here, unfortunately. Yeah, it's ninety two freaking degrees today. Wow. It's May thirteenth, and it was ugh. Here's the thing: two weeks ago, it was like what forty. Yeah, we don't get spring anymore in St. Louis. <laughs> it's gone. Spring is mixed into February somewhere. Yeah, it just, just decides goes up and down, up and down, and then super hot. So. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get 90s until August when we get 100s. Yeah. 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 We but, get 100 for the entire month. Yeah. And then September rolls around and it's just like, once again, two weeks of, uh, I'd say in it, September's still pretty hot. It's pretty much 90 degrees all September. Yeah. October rolls around 70 degrees for a week or two. Then November hits and you're just like, oh, it's 40 again. Speaking of Speaking of summer... Do you want to sit outside in Forest Park during the summer to watch oh, a thing, I, I but I get, you like, want to bring your own chair or not sit in a chair at all? Should I get, like, background music You have two different options. <laughs> um, so St. Louis Art Museum just announced their Art Hill film series. Uh, the theme this year is great Id- or daring adventures or something like that. Something like that. Just adventures, Something great like adventures. That. Stewie, did you see the the list of fil- the four films they're showing? There's one in particular uh, that is fantastic. Are they, so, are they doing it the first Friday of every month? No, they're doing it. It's four Fridays in a row. So it's all through okay. July. Yeah, it was July last year. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, which is, yeah, I can't go to any of them because of rehearsal. But that's okay. the first one. I'll go for you. First, Thank you. You're thank welcome. You. I'm here for you. First one is uh, Raiders. It's a classic. Okay. That's yeah. gonna be good. That's gonna be, uh, the Las a, Vegas a, Raiders. Solid way to yes. kick it off. Um, and uh, then they're gonna Raiders do... of the Lost Ark for yeah. those of you who don't the, get the drift. Yeah, cinema. Um, and then there's gonna be Hidden Figures, which I still have not seen. Um, which I want to because my how girl's in you, it. I was gonna say, how have you not seen it? Janelle Monae's in it. I know. I know. Wait, how I've not. How, yeah. 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 She's one and of those. She's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm watching that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then and, and my girl Octavia Spencer's in it. Shout out, true that. Um, and then it's also the third one is, uh, Lost in Space. No, it's 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 uh, it's the eighties. Jimmy, it's it's 
See, it, Do- it's, what, it's, Dr. No yeah, is Jim, happening. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Bondsman and <laughs> the negative uh, pediatrician. Yes, the negative pediatrician. <laughs> <laughs> that, Dr. That's no. a working title, I believe. The first, the first Bond film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back before before the, it came to release, that was uh, originally the, the original vision. Was, when it was, it, Ian, was, it was it was like Ian Fleming's. And that's why James he, Bond. Yeah, that's then, why then Ian the Brock, Fleming got the Brock Polies took over and said, we need to make this a, a hit. We're going to get some money out of this. What? It's just got to, you need a short title. It's got to be Dr. No. And then the rest is history. So, no, no, no. How much <laughs> you want to bet the, the process of deciding the title for the movie? Somebody shouted out, it should start Doctor. And then somebody didn't agree with it. It was just no. like, no. And then, <laughs> and then it became yes. Doctor No. <laughs> Alternative history. Doctor No. <laughs> That's it. That's what we're going with. Uh, Apparently, people from the 1950s uh, and 60s anybody, like that, too. Anybody in the past speaks with a transatlantic accent, obviously. Doctor No. That's it. You see? <laughs> And then the and then the, la- the last movie is the never ending story, which I guess will start in late June and go all the way through infinity. <laughs> yeah. So so what is the theme exactly? I'm not picking up great on... adventures. Yeah. It, it they okay. have it. It's right, I don't know. I'm not looking at. It. I could look it up on my phone and, and figure it out. But it's yeah. Well, so, speaking of July, uh, let's... well, like I said, there are two things where you can sit in your own chair yeah. or in not in a chair. Shakespeare in the Park. Oh, there's another thing. Oh, there's a third uh, there's thing. There's a third thing where you can sit in your chair. So but Shakespeare in the Park, in the is Park, that July as well? It starts July 1st. Okay. Then it must be June. No, it's definitely June. Shakespeare's always June, right? Yes, it is June. Six, the like sixth the the six month, yes. Month of June, June 1st. June 1st is Romeo and Juliet. So that runs the same time as East Wait, Nation. are we doing Romeo and Juliet? Romeo and Julieta. Is that the first time they've done that? No, no. Oh, this is, they, they, I think the first one they did was Romeo and Juliet. Okay. And how many years ago was that? Many. Because they've done Midsummer's twice. So 20? Yeah, I think there's a Night, Midsummer Night's Dream they've done twice. I think there was one other show they've done twice. Was it Merchant? No. The Have... Vine. They did, because they did Merchant like four years ago, right? Something I don't like know. That? I, mean, I, don't know. I didn't go that year. If we really Lear. care, we could have pulled up the whole list of the King things. Lear. King Lear? <laughs> anyway. But so but they've they've done the it before. Odyssey. Yeah. They, yes. <laughs> William Shakespeare's Anything. Odyssey. Uh, the, uh, also happening in, in July, but actually happening in July, not like yours. Right. Uh, is it back at the arts grounds is fair St. Louis. Yeah. And on on July fourth to um, kick things off, the St. Louis Symphony is playing as fireworks shoot off on the fourth of July. Oh, that's awesome. Under we're, the arch. They're, and they're going to be there under the arch. Mm-hmm. And then you have the new arch, arch grounds, which open up in two, two weeks or something. Yeah, something something like, like that. The new, uh, new of course, museum. Of course, everything changes, and they're going to be like, oh, we're going to push it back two weeks again. And so, but things are happening. It's going to open that, up. That, that, the new just, museum looks awesome. Yeah, but that just, uh, just based on preliminary yeah, sketches. Yeah, 4th of July, Fair St. Louis, on the arch. It just feels and right. It just feels so it right. It's good to be home. Yeah. Is Martina McBride's going to be there, first what? of all? First of all, Martina McBride's going to be there. Oh. Shout out to my girl. And number two, Jason Derulo is also going to be there. Yes, yes. Hitting you with the hottest 2014 <laughs> summer hits. The 14? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 15? I don't know. Really. That sounds right. You, yes. You know more about popular culture than I do. Um, maybe. Uh, I would think... Uh. Uh, <laughs> 
but also uh so city arch river is super sweet and yes uh, what was that 90 million dollars of city arch river funding came from the taylor family of enterprise thanks enterprise so if, yeah um shout out to enterprise and if there Hooray is great for good corporate citizens if there is a family that is the wayne family of st louis i, I nominate the taylors mm-hmm. they saved the zoo they Same saved close. the symphony they saved uh well the arch grounds so mm-hmm. i mean that's, and that's a lot of money. Ninety million dollars, you can bit. buy one and a half soccer stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so if the Taylors are looking for something, or Jim Jim, Jim Cavanaugh, hey buddy, <laughs> let's hang out again soon and talk shop. Uh, well, they just uh, Ca- Worldwide Technology just sponsored a uh, Richard Petty NASCAR car. Yes, I saw so that. Richard Petty Motorsports are rocking the Worldwide Technology colors, which is really weird. And their slogan is Silicon Valley, St. Louis. What? Yeah, in quotes. What? I I don't know, but why? Um, why? I mean, wait, like, is I that get, a thing? Can we not be our own thing? I get that. I get that every. Also, they're I get in Maryland that, Heights. I get that every tech company is like, we're the this <laughs> of this. It's like, it's the Uber of this. It's the Airbnb the of, of the Midwest. Midwest. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I knew you were going there. <laughs> no. The Silicon Valley of St. Louis. It's, it's the Truman what, what, of the Northeast. Well, the thing, Maryland Heights is in a floodplain, so yeah, it works. It's a valley. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not the, wrong. The, their office is not in a valley. Yeah, right. Specifically, but yes. I wonder if they actually technically there I mean, are it, parts of this region called Mississippi Valley. It's so it's it's in the it's in the watershed. Yeah, uh, I mean everything is the in Mississippi the Valley. Yeah. Are you talking about on Acceptable, a maybe? tectonic scale? Yes. Hey, whoa! Ge- geographically, I tend to be pretty accurate. Yeah. Don't ask me to be accurate in other aspects. Uh. Sports, geography, and St. Louis culture. Yeah. Don't sign me up for other things. Yeah. So, uh, there's 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 th- are you, there's things. Are you are you excited about any of the movies or about the uh, Shakespeare? I mean, I'm excited about Romeo and Juliet because I was in Verona, um, in Italy for a time being in 2011. Nice. And that was that was kind of neat. And I don't necessarily care for the story, and haven't really ever cared for it because well, it's, I was it's raised better. I was raised like a masculine male and I'm just but like, David, stupid. David, if you interpret Romeo and Juliet not as a tragedy but as a dark comedy, it's great. I think I've mostly translated a lot of things as dark comedies now, even if they weren't meant to be that way. Yeah, don't spoil it. I've never, <laughs> never seen it. You never seen it? <laughs> okay. What's, well, what's the... they're like thirteen year olds. Okay. First of all. Oh, clearly nothing bad can happen if there's, it's two 13-year-olds. Uh-huh. There's like a dude named Mer- Mercurius and uh, Titanus. Titanium. <laughs> Princess Titanium. Yeah. Titanium! <laughs> now, um, did, did Mel Brooks write this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What hump? Uh, um, also, the thing that we've been touting for a long time that on the podcast that we haven't really discussed in a couple weeks because I haven't been here. Things have changed. Yeah. Also, we'll revisit the, the Blaker notion a little bit later. Uh, the Shoto Greenway project has decided who is going to, des- who, who's designed one, yeah. the competition. It is the Boston based firm um, that won this competition. And you're thinking to yourself, why wasn't it a St. Louis design firm that won the competition? Well, it actually makes more sense to use this firm. The design is really simplistic, and it's quite beautiful all yeah. at the same time. It connects everything quite properly, 
and the businesses that they're going to use for construction purposes, actual products and um, connections are, they're using many local minority owned businesses in the, in the region to do a lot of the work. Super which cool. is sign me up for that. I tip yeah. your caps to you, Boston-based firm. Now, and is, is we'll Clayco involved in that? I'm, assume, I'm assuming they're involved in everything. They will be involved in most things. And for those, uh, Clayco um, built Bush the, Stadium. Yeah, they're based You've out seen of the name everywhere. Like yeah. right off of 170, about two miles south of. Yeah, the they're airport. in the middle of Clayton, right? What Clayco? Well, they have an office. They have an office up on 170. Oh, 170 and 70, right? Uh, 170, one yeah, about two. South of it? Yeah, about two south miles side. south. That's like their corporate. Okay, because they also, when I was driving to Chicago a couple months ago, they have a big old Clayco office just outside of uh, like the Chicago suburbs, which I never knew about. Huh. They do a lot of work there. They yeah. do a lot of work in Chicago. Which weirdest good random friend. thing I ever saw in Chicago mm-hmm. in that trip was there was a one of those like street signs mm-hmm. the like a frame looking ones uh and it was had spray painted on the side property of st louis city department wow oh or st cool. louis street department huh. so uh why there was one of those in the middle of downtown chicago by um, the museum district i have no I idea probably, they're, they're stealing our probably, signs probably an in art addition. installation yeah. or somebody from st louis pulled like a really elaborate prank just, like, just for you invade for this moment <laughs> Shout out to our boy, Andrew Moses. Yeah, Moses. Works for Clayco, project manager, something like that. Beautiful wife and kid. Yeah. Lucky man. Also, once again, happy Mother's Day. Yeah. yeah. To we all, did, we got, all moms. Yeah. Can I shout out my mom? I'm going to shout yeah, out my mom. Shout out hey, to mom. Her name's Diane. She's the coolest. Also, wow. she's like real tiny. Um, and she's just, she's like this loud, um, obnoxiously wonderful Italian mother who says things every once in a while you're just like hey mom stop saying that and then you're like oh there's a lot of wisdom in what you're saying um because you know you've lived for a lot longer than i have and you know life better than i do yep as uh, the movie tangled taught me mother knows best yeah good point good point good movie reference yes i love you mom cool all right do we have any other final closing thoughts before we just kind of wrap up this episode i'll give a final shout out to uh David Robertson, who retired as St. Louis Symphony conductor yeah. last week. past week. Yeah, so he conducted his last show. So on Tip July 4th, he will not be conducting the St. Louis Symphony. Unfortunately. Which is sad. I don't he's know if he's staying with the... on with uh, Sydney, though. Yeah, I don't know. Because crazy, for people who don't know, he was the conductor of both the St. Louis and Sydney symphonies. So he would fly halfway around the world to conduct both. That's wild. Absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. World, world renowned. Yeah, like for yeah. his efforts, uh, applaud him, as many would say, bravo. Um, man, what a what an icon though to the city as well. Like even if you weren't in the music scene, or you weren't really aware, like you've seen him around and you've yeah. heard his name, David Robertson, thrown around this community so much. Um, shout out to him. Good stuff. Good calls too. Got a shout out, Bradley? No, I don't shout. Why? What about Kel? I don't hey, have mom. to. I don't have to let it all out. Hey, Brad's mom, Kel. She's great. Way to go. We hang out a lot. Mm-hmm. We 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 you do. we you we dan- we we danced into the holiday. Are you considering today a holiday? 
isn't it? Well, it's not like a day off work. Well, like a, a bank holiday. Yeah, okay. I consider it a holiday. Yeah. Easter's a holiday, and it's not a bank holiday. Yeah. Boom. Sundays. Whatever. It's a holiday. I guess it's a de facto bank holiday. <laughs> well, today is because no one's actually... It's on, yeah. <laughs> Good call. Wonderful. Um, We love you, St. Louis. We love you, moms. We love you, St. Louis moms. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Chicago moms, though. You suck. Whoa, 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 whoa. What about, what about, what about... Uh, Wait, my mom's from Chicago. Well, I was going to say, what's what's uh, what's Kevin's mom's name? Shelly? Shelly. Is it? Right? Is that a guess? I feel like that sounds I wrong, right. I think that's right. accurate. Yeah. Yes. Shout out. Shelly Rose. Yeah. Shout out. Cool. Chicago moms. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's gonna, it. Should we just end on Chicago moms? Chicago moms. Ha <laughs>